Good morning, world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're interested in more combat sports news, analysis, podcast, and overall content like this, stay tuned because it's only going to get bigger and better from here. And be a good person, wife, husband, neighbor, brother, sister, mom, dad, son, daughter, whoever you are, whatever you are, I don't care, I don't judge, just share as independently minded with everybody you know and be a good person because it's the best combat sports podcast out there. So it's been a couple weeks since I did a podcast last, well it's been about two weeks exactly, uh, last one I did, I predicted and ended up being almost exact, like pretty much, I think I was five out of six for the uh, main card on all the fights that I predicted. Um, I predicted Khabib was going to submit Justin Gaethje. He's going to tire him out, and he did, but he did it a lot faster than I thought he would. Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about the lightweight division later. Uh, the main things I wanted to cover today. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to talk about first. I'm going to start off with Anderson Silva and Uriah Hall. So I am a little late on this. I'm a little late to the table. Um, I I mean I watched the fight. I saw what happened live. I just didn't do a podcast on it. I was too busy. Um, but so I, I actually addressed this in the past. I, I made a podcast a few episodes ago talking about how we needed to be better fans. Um, and that still stands. But I saw with this overwhelming amount of support that Anderson Silva got after he got knocked out by Uriah Hall, uh, I saw that we can be good fans. But the, the respect and the treatment that Anderson Silva gets and deserves, rightfully so, Every single fighter, not just in the UFC, in all combat sports, deserves that respect. Because at the end of the day, a fighter is a fighter, but they are, uh, at the end of the day, period, they are a human being. Um, They usually have families, and they're usually fighting to make a living. Um, Of course, they know the risk going into it, but at the end of the day, you can't fight forever, and father time is undefeated. And uh, earlier this year, we saw... Tyron Woodley get completely dismantled and destroyed by Colby Covington. And I didn't see many supportive words being said about him. Um, and I'm not even a big fan of Tyron Woodley. I could care less um, if he wins or loses. Uh, I just don't want to see someone continue to take punishment and damage their brain and shorten their life expectancy. Um, and then also get disrespected for it, uh, whatever decision they make. Um Someone else that we saw more recently, Diego Sanchez, same thing. When he fought, he looked out of touch. Uh, he didn't look like himself, didn't look like the Diego Sanchez that we that we loved from a few years ago. The past few fights, he's looked he's looked like this Diego Sanchez. And the way that he talks, the way he does interviews, his social media, um, you know, you can just tell there's, there's a little bit of brain damage there, a lot bit of brain damage. And it's a sad thing because most of these guys, like I said, they have families and whether they have a, whether it's a male or woman and they have a husband or wife or, or boyfriend and girlfriend or, and kids or not, there's still a son, a daughter, a nephew, a niece, um, a grandson, grand, granddaughter, all that stuff. Um, another guy, Anthony Smith, Anthony Smith, uh, and Robbie Lawler earlier this year, um, looked not like themselves and they were just getting a lot of hate. There were memes being, being made about them and the memes are, they're okay because at the end of the day, um, humor is one of those things where 
a lot of people use humor to kind of cope with things. And if someone is like a huge fan of Robbie Lawler or um, Anthony Smith or Tyron Woodley or Diego Sanchez, who are all, all kind of fan favorite guys, especially uh, the last three I just said, um, you know, if you're a big fan and you're sad about seeing him lose, maybe a meme will, will cheer you up. A lot of people use humor to kind of recover from something that's sad or makes them angry or whatever. But the hate is just, it's not okay. Uh, if a fighter has 50 losses and one win, 50 losses and zero wins, they deserve the same amount of respect as someone like Anderson Silva. We need to be supportive for these guys. We need to promote taking care of their body and calling it quits while they're still ahead or when when it's a best time to do it. Um, a good example for some of someone who held on or who, who were kind of retired when they were still on top, uh, George St. Pierre. Uh, you go to boxing, Andre Ward. Andre Ward retired when he was on top. You go to the NFL, Andrew Luck retired while he was still young and still kind of still hitting his prime, but he was getting hurt a lot. And this is just something that I, I hope to see more in the future. And obviously it sucks when you when you have a fighter that you know could be better, but they just haven't looked the same. And, and it sucks because you, they, they get put in tough spots because they got to make money for their family. The only way they've known to make money for their family, if they haven't set up other uh, other means of uh, financial security, if 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 they've only been fighting, it's really hard for them to to be let go. And then a lot of them, like Diego Sanchez, um, has a special place in Dana White's heart, and it's hard for him to kind of tell him to stop. Cowboy also, Cowboy's another guy this year. Anthony Pettis didn't lose his last fight, um, but it definitely didn't, he definitely didn't look like the Showtime that we knew uh and grew to love so that's just something i wanted to talk about guys we need to be better fans um it was beautiful to see a lot of people talk about their memories with anderson silva and uh paying respect like fighters current fighters ex-fighters commentators fans family members um people like chael sonnen chael sonnen and anderson silva had one of the best rivalries in in combat sports history, not just the UFC, not just mixed martial arts, combat sports history. So I want to see us be as supportive for Anderson Silva. Um, I want to see us supportive the way we were for Anderson Silva for all combat sports fans and all athletes out there. Um, and we just need to stop being selfish and we need to, we need to have a little more empathy when it comes to these fighters. Uh, moving on, Another thing I wanted to talk about was just, it's it's kind of been a, it's been talked about a lot. Every single day I see someone make a video about it, or ESPN's talking about it with uh, Ariel Hawani, Chael Sonnen, of course, best combat sports podcast out there besides mine. Um, they've been covering it, talking about the lightweight division. Um, I know right when Khabib retired, I was on Twitter, I was refreshing, I was seeing what people were saying. Um, and a lot of people right away, of course, um, the thought crossed my mind, but I didn't think that it was the right fight to make yet, or the right title shot to make was just to make Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor's fight in January for the vacant lightweight belt. A lot of people agreed with this, uh, seemed like more people disagreed because, you know, Conor hadn't fought at 155 since 2018 when he got subbed by Khabib. The time before that was 2016 when he beat the crap out of Eddie, Al out of Eddie Alvarez and got the title from him. Um... So a lot of people think Dustin deserves maybe to get another title shot if he gets a win, but there are a lot of, you know, the lightweight division is still the most stacked division in the 
UFC even with Khabib possibly retired. Which, by the way, I'm not quite too sold on him retiring. Um, because when Daniel Cormier retired, he was taken out of the USADA pool immediately because he asked. Henry Cejudo, I think he was taken out of the USADA pool. Um, maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm jumping the gun on that, but he relinquished the belt really quickly. Um, John Jones relinquished the light heavyweight belt really quickly, and Khabib did not relinquish the belt. He is still the champ. Um, as far as I know, he has not been taken out of the USADA testing pool. So I think that he might actually come back and do that 30th fight, whether it be against GSP, which I think is unlikely, whether it be against the winner of like, who knows, maybe he'll wait till next year to fight again. Um, he'll kind of take time with his family and set something up. Maybe I'm not saying this is what I want. I'm just, just talking about possibilities, you know, um, um, Khabib could possibly wait and see Tony Ferguson fight Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje fight Dan Hooker, Conor McGregor fight Dustin Poirier, and then the, the winners of those fight those fights fight each other. Winner of that fight fights Khabib. Um, it's all kind of been talked about. I don't want to steal anybody's ideas. I don't want to repeat anything that's already been said, but just kind of give my own thoughts. Um, but to kind of summarize all that that kind of jumbled mess up. Sorry, it's it's pretty late here. Uh, I just had a few things I wanted to get off my chest with uh, combat sports, and I figured I'd do it, but it is getting late. Um, anyway, yeah, to finish what I was saying, to kind of summarize all of the, the alphabet soup I just spewed, um, I don't, I'm not too sold on Khabib being retired yet. I, I'm going to have to see him do another interview or maybe confirm it. Um, and, you know, the lightweight division is stacked, and we're going to see some great fights. Um, last I heard, so I'm, I'm a little confused now, Dana White was asked about Dustin and Connor, and he said that he thinks he it's signed, but the fact that they hadn't put out a poster or a promo or anything kind of had me doubting Dana White. Um, maybe he's just trying to, he doesn't want to like lose any momentum with the fight, or maybe there was a genuine miscommunication, but then I, I guess Dustin Poirier on Twitter was talking, he was at, uh, he tagged Dana White, and he was like, he was like, give me, uh, give me the right contract, stop messing around, um, Chael Sonnen was talking about that a little bit, so I don't know if that fight is official, but they need to make that fight official, um, it'll be another great way to start the year, start the year off nice, with a good old firework filled lightweight contender bout, um, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier, fan favorites, biggest name in the sport, you know, storyline they got drama it's a rematch um years later connor connor retired for the 50th time um it's gonna be fun to see and i hope they make this fight official the last thing i wanted to cover was just i'm just gonna kind of discuss a couple fights um and then do a prediction on tomorrow's fight night um well it depends on where you are in the United States, it might be in two days or one day. But for me, in Europe, here in Europe, it's going to be tomorrow at four in the morning. Uh, yeah. Sucks going back to, well, I guess last weekend was, but we were back to the 4 a.m. fight nights and pay-per-view, like the, the normal time schedule. But it was nice getting to watch the Khabib and Gaethje fight at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, so I was still awake. Um, didn't have to set an alarm, but anyway, 
Um, this Fight Night card has a couple good fights on it. Um, a couple that I'm going to discuss, just uh, two or three of them. So Claudia Gadelia is fighting again. She's fighting Jan Gionin. Uh, I hope I said that right. Um, so Claudia is a kind of a, a little bit of a fan favorite. Uh, depends on who you talk to. She's not the most exciting fighter. She only has one fitness in the UFC, and she's been in the UFC for about five or six, maybe seven years, I believe. Um, she's a decision machine, um, but she's a cool fighter. Um, she likes to, she, she pours on, she pours it on a lot. She's got a lot of pressure. Obviously, she was able to outstrike and outmatch Angela Hill, which is not an easy, it's not an easy feat at all. Um, and she, th she throws in the takedowns. She does have one submission. Um, she attempts a lot of takedowns and She's a pretty good fighter, and it's going to be interesting to see if she can hold her own um, and stand her ground against Yan Jionin. Uh, Jionin only has two fights in the UFC, but she did beat Angela Hill, so they both actually, both fighters have that in common because they both beat, beat her recently. And then uh, Jionin actually also beat Carolina uh, Kowalkwicz. I'm not even going to pretend like I said that right, but... Uh, in that fight, Jionin showed a pretty superior ground game. Like it was very superior. She outstroke, she outstruck Carolina uh, three to one in that fight, and she just she kept getting her with the takedown. So it's going to be an interesting fight. Um, I think we're going to see some some jujitsu and see some ground game and a little bit of little bit of stand up. Uh, it should be a fun one. Um, I'm not sure to predict with this one, but I think I'm going to be leaning more towards. Claudia because she has the experience over Jionin. Uh, moving up to the co-main event, uh, the legend Andre Arlovsky is fighting Tanner Bosser. So this is what I'm expecting to be. Um, this I'm expecting this fight to be Andre Arlovsky's final bout, uh, at least in the UFC. Uh, he's a legend, but he's been uh, he's been a little suspect and a little rough the past few f fights that he's had. Um, he did get a decision win over Philip Linz, his last time out, um, wasn't anything spectacular, but before that, you know, he had, he'd gotten knocked out by Drazina Rosenstroke, um, he got a couple decision wins over other fighters, um, and he just, he hasn't looked the same, of course, but that happens when you've been fighting at heavyweight, and you've been in the UFC, um, and you made your UFC debut back in the year 2000, when I was one years old, um, and Tanner's coming off of two straight knockouts. Um, he's the younger fighter. He's the fresher fighter. Um, I'm sure he's got a lot of respect for Pitbull, but ultimately I think Tanner's going to come in and I think he's going to probably knock Arlovsky down a couple times, if not finish him pretty early in the first round or the end of the second round, or the beginning of the second round, I mean. Moving on to the light heavyweight main event between Tiago Santos and Glover Teixeira. This is a fight that... Um, may produce the next next lightweight um, lightweight contender. Pretty much, uh, I don't know why I'm stuttering with that, but um, Glover Teixeira obviously had that um, kind of surprising and insane ground and pound, just straight up beating of Anthony Smith back in May. That was really crazy. Um, there's a lot of controversy there. Um, Glover has actually been on a tear recently. He's on, I believe he's on a four, maybe five fight 
winning streak? Let me check right now. He's on a four-fight winning streak. Last time he lost was in 2018 against Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson kind of completely dominated him. But Corey Anderson does weird stuff like that. He'll he'll beat a contender, and then he'll just get completely demolished. Um, anyways, Thiago Santos, obviously, the last time we saw him fight um, was against John Jones last summer, I believe. It's been over a year. It's been like a year and a half. Um, he looked good in that fight, but he did tear his ACL pretty early on, and you could tell his leg was wobbly, and it took away from his kicking game, which is a big part of his game, huge part of his game. Um, and he still looked good on one leg, and um, a lot of people felt that he won that fight over John Jones. I personally think that he lost, but it was very close, and I could see how someone would give it to John Jones. Um, and it's going to be hard to predict this one because, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how well Tiago has recovered. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if he's if he's changed his style up at all. I mean, he's 36 years old, so I, I, it's highly unlikely. Um, Tiago Santos has never really been a wrestler. Uh, and Glover Teixeira, I wouldn't say he's a wrestler because he got out-wrestled by, um, by Corey Anderson. But Corey Anderson is a, is a pretty sharp wrestler. So... I mean, Tiago, Tiago just has that knockout power, but he will shoot for a takedown. Um, and But at the end of the day, I do think this fight is going to stay standing up. And I can't, I can't completely sell the house and be completely sold on Tiago just yet. Just because, you know, like I said earlier, uh, we don't know. We don't know how, he, how he's going to look. Uh, we don't know how well he's recovered. Um, but I know that it's going to be an interesting fight. And it could be the last fight for Teixeira. I doubt he's going to retire, though, because he's been looking good lately. He's kind of had like a career uh, revitalization lately. So it's going to be a good one. Um, I do think it has the possibility of going the distance. and I, But I do think if there is a finish, it's going to be Tiago Santos finishing Glover. Thank you for tuning in on this episode of Zen Dependently Minded. Stay safe and stay away from all the crazies out there. And thank you.